Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. This is Wicked Sources. I'm your host, Mike, broadcasting from Los Angeles, and every week I bring you news info that could affect you and alternative products that can bring a little comfort to your life. Today is no different. So in this segment of Know Your Cannabis, the Everything Weed Show, we talk about the politics, the legislation, the products, product testing, and everything in between. And in today's episode, there's some stories that are popping back up, and I want to know what the hell's going on in this instance. So we're going to talk about those as well. If you find some value, smash the like for the algos. Sub if you want to stick around. Now, if you remember, I did a story a couple of weeks ago about uh, an Illinois recall on cannabis because of uh, either bad testing or testing that showed there were contaminants. Now, we'll do a quick run of what it's like to test cannabis and what they're looking for and uh, what's the um, the pass rate exactly. There have been a couple of people who did exactly that in Illinois and we'll cover their story. So the first aspect of this is why this cannabis failed in the state mandata- uh, mandated testing. How did it fail? Hopefully it does actually give us some insight there. Then we have the statements from the cultivators within Illinois who are responsible for growing it and they have their own response to that situation. Uh, Then we have Kentucky governor who wants to let farmers sell cannabis across state lines. Um, We should have been doing this anyways for states that have recreational and medical laws. Uh, There are provisions in there that prevent uh, uh, like crossing over state lines, probably for obvious reasons I can only imagine. But the black market doesn't care about these laws. Weed has been crossing state lines for many years. Then the fun one here is you can now get paid to exercise while high on cannabis in the name of science. What the hell is this talking about? So all this and more in this segment of Know Your Cannabis. So here we have reporters Stephanie Zimmerman and Tom Shuba leaving the Zen Leaf Dispensary in Greektown with their purchases of various different types of cannabis. On that same day, they purchased them. We took all the samples to Orgo Labs in Jefferson Park, a state-registered cannabis lab we hired to do the testing. Each sample was identified with a number and letter and carefully placed in sterile containers. The lab analyzed the samples for potency, conducted quality assurance tests for microbiological contaminants, uh, mycotoxins, heavy metals, and 53 pesticides. The tests for mold, yeast, and various other bacteria involved growing and analyzing the organisms on petrofilm plates made by 3M. So here are some of the things they found. Just one of the pre-roll samples and the lone fresh flower sample passed all of the contaminant tests. Eight of the nine pre-rolls tested above Illinois limits for two or more microbiological contaminants and four failed four different microbiological tests. None of the samples had any detectable E. coli, salmonella, 53 types of pesticides, or mycotoxins, which are toxic compounds produced by certain types of mold. And none tested above state limits for heavy metals, lead, arsenic, cadmium, mercury, or chromium. And I'm assuming these are the test results right here. We have THC levels, yeast and mold, viable uh, bacteria, and various other panels here. Um, It seems like it's very difficult to get this right, and there are many conditions. If you've ever grown weed, you know that it's very difficult in terms of uh, environment. 
it's uh, you can try to do as much as you can to mitigate the uh, the risks of that environment, the heat, the humidity, the various other things that create the conditions for microbiological organisms or uh, the the mold issue. Many of these things are very common, believe it or not, and for years we still smoke them anyways. It is what it is. So let's find out what the next half is talking about. Why did this happen? So why did this um, state-mandated uh, test flunk? Most often the failures were for having excessive levels of mold or yeast. The state data shows that 3,000 samples of cannabis failed at least one state-required test from 2019 through last June. That's like two years. Most of those failed samples were cannabis flower and dried plant material that smoked. It usually flunked for having too much mold or yeast. About 90% of the flower samples that failed at least one microbiological test were flagged for excessive mold or yeast. Nearly 13% of cannabis flower tested. 300 plus samples failed two or more microbiological tests. Uh, rarely do flower samples flunk for the presence of E. coli or salmonella, only three in a year and a half. Um, and the Illinois Department of Agriculture would not provide any data on testing for mycotoxins, which are produced by certain types of mold, despite repeated requests for that information over a span of months. I wonder why they won't give up any of that data. Perhaps maybe it's higher than they would like it to be, and that would potentially close down many farms and cultivation centers. Uh, state officials provided documentation of 17 samples that failed for having pesticide residue above acceptable limits, 16 in 2016, 1 in 2018, but they won't say whether that means no samples failed pesticide testing in 1920 or this year of 2021. Okay, now I want to find out what's the response from the cultivators themselves. Uh, cannabis cultivators' statements in response to the Sun-Times Commission testing of legal weed. So, here's how Illinois cannabis cultivators responded to laboratory testing that the Chicago Sun-Times Commission that found some pre-rolled joints made with cannabis they grew didn't meet the state standards for microbiological contaminants. So this is one of them, Verano. We're dedicated to providing patients and customers with an array of high-quality, safe cannabis products. Zen Leaf stands behind the products it sells. As the reports provided to you by our dispensary staff indicated, the product lots cited in your report passed independent testing prior to being packed, sealed, and entering the state's distribution system to dispensaries. Um, then we have Green Thumb Industries strictly abides by state testing regulations in each of our respective markets to ensure the safety and quality. In compliance with the state's rigorous testing guidelines, all of our products must pass stringent independent third-party lab tests and meet state regulations before they can be sold to consumers and patients. So they're all saying the same exact thing again and again. Hey, you know, we have very strict rules about testing. We go through testing properly. We always have. And this happened after the fact. Um, but it's very difficult to say that that is the case. Let's be let's be real. We're talking thousands and thousands of pounds of weed, probably more tens of thousands of can, uh, pounds of cannabis that um, can't all be contaminated. And um, if they're finding this many samples, it's fairly small. So are they really kind of blowing it out of proportion? What do you think? Leave them down below. Um, ultimately. I do also know that in the early years, five, six years ago in the cannabis industry, most of the cultivators and most of the dispensary owners um, teamed up with others to start their own 
labs as well because they figured they can have cross-sectional participation and a little more control. So that means they own part of the cultivation, they own part of the dispensary, and they own part of the lab. And it all changes hands within, and it makes all of them money who are involved in all three aspects of the business that they're running. So rather interesting. Um, makes me wonder if this is all um, kind of a response from their lawyers. They're all kind of told to say the same thing until it all blows over or something. I don't know. In any case, um, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll be right back. This episode is partly brought to you by GrassDoor.com. If you want cannabis delivered fast, GrassDoor.com can get it done in 45 minutes or less with over 500 plus products, daily deals, and all your favorites like flour, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, and concentrates. There is no better place to turn. Right now, you can save 25% on any order that's $30 and above if you use the coupon code ARK. That is all capital letters, A-R-K. GrassDoor.com. Get your weed today. Anchor.fm. If you've ever wondered about starting a podcast, now is the best time. Anchor.fm allows you to record, add music, transitions, and so much more. They'll even help you distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, all automatically. Anchor.fm. Try it today. All right. So this next story is uh, kind of interesting because I've I would have thought we would have done this a long time ago, but I guess not. So the Kentucky governor wants to let farmers sell his uh, cannabis to other states. Um, He says cannabis is the future, and part of that future should involve letting farmers grow cannabis to sell to other states. Uh, He talked about how legalizing cannabis is a priority for him in the coming legislative session during an interview with 44 News that aired on Wednesday. He also expressed openness to broader legislation that would allow adults 21 and older to grow and possess cannabis without having a medical reason for it. This is the future, he says. It's where things are going. Uh, People want to smoke weed and they want to do it without being judged or prosecuted or fined. It's time we join so many other states in doing the right thing. Um, So during a State of the Commonwealth address in January... It is past time to legalize cannabis for medical use and that the plant can provide some relief for folks that would otherwise turn to more damaging substances. Kentucky is uniquely situated to benefit from the policy change, he added. Kentucky and our topography, our farmers could benefit significantly from legalization of uh, medicinal cannabis and then allowing them to grow medicinal cannabis for other states as well. So on and on it goes. As you can see, it is um, looking like there are going to be many states that do this. Um, So perhaps the Kentucky governor is ahead of his time, figuring that uh, as more states hop on, why shouldn't he allow his um, state farmers to just be able to sell it outside of the state, assuming that um, it does happen in other states as well. So he's probably thinking further ahead that he'll legalize it now to be able to not just grow it, but also be allowed to transport it out of state lines. I mean, it only makes sense. We'll see where that goes. Let's move on to the next story here. This next story is talking about how there's a company willing to pay you to get stoned and exercise, if you have the capacity to do so. 
You can now get paid to exercise while high on cannabis in the name of science. Brought to you by Newsweek. So for those who, uh, with an interest in staying as high as their high, uh, heart rate, a new study is offering to pay people to combine exercise with smoking cannabis. Researchers at University of Colorado Boulder are recruiting people who regularly use cannabis concurrently with exercise to see how weed impacts working out. An advert on the college's website explains that they are looking for subjects that are male between 21 and 40 and female within 21 and 40. Uh, those who take part in the study can earn up to $100, but they must live in the Boulder area of Colorado where cannabis has been legal for medic uh, medicinal and recreational use since 2012. Um, the call-out explains that the reason for the study is to ascertain the potential harms and benefits of exercising, such as running while high on cannabis. It states, we want to understand how varying levels of cannabinoids like THC and uh, cannabidiol CBD can impact factors associated with regular exercise, such as enjoyment, motivation, and pain. The project is known as SPACE, which stands for Study on Physical Activity and Cannabis Effects. Participants will have to meet with researchers three times in total. The first meeting will include completion of a baseline survey as well as a brief run on a treadmill. There you have it, Colorado residents. Take advantage of it. You can make 100 bucks easy. They're probably going to possibly provide the weed. I mean, that could be free weed. So why not, right? Um, I have read studies that um, both of these factors are kind of true. So one being that if you do exercise, um, it's showing that it's activating certain parts of your uh, body systems, one being the endocannabinoid system. I did cover this story. The endocannabinoid system uh, has these receptors that uh, work and um, interact with let's say THC, CBD, and the various other cannabinoids found in cannabis or like CBD, general CBD products. Um, and when you're exercising, it's activating that system and it's showing some, some, in some quantified manner, it's showing that it is helping people um, reduce their pain, reduce their inflammation. This is naturally. So now they want to combine the two getting high and exercising at the same time, how much of a difference will, will there be? It's a mouthful. Know your cannabis. If you found some value, smash the like for the algos. Sub if you want. And I'll catch you guys on the next one.